People think being a yogi means that you're always thinking the best thoughts. But real talk, this is the shit that be running through my head. So no, it's not easy <laughs> being a yogi, but you know, that's why I'm here so I can try and be a little free. So if you're like me, and you are sometimes trapped in negative thoughts, then this is the perfect place for you. I keep it real here. You know, I'm just trying to be honest. So, welcome to Confessions of a Trap Yogi. Let's get it cracking. Yo, grab your tea or your Hennessy. Sit back, listen to some dope beats. My name is Mila. Welcome to Confessions of a Trap Yogi. I confess. I love music. I confess. I love love. I confess. I have moments that I doubt myself. I confess. Life as a yogi is dope as hell. Hey everybody, welcome back. I am your trap yogi in charge, Kells the Yogi. If you have never listened to this podcast, I'm so happy that you decided to press play today. If you have been here before, you know, you're always welcome and thank you so very much. You can find me on social media at Kells the Yogi, K-E-L-S-T-H-E-Y-O-G-I. And you can also read a few of my blogs at milakmarshall.com, M-I-L-A-K-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L.com. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I know, shit, it's it's been a while since I've been here talking to you all. And, you know, life, life gets hectic. It gets busy. It gets, uh, it gets exhausting. And, um... I appreciate everybody's patience and always checking in with me and letting me know the, the podcast that they really like and have been listening to. And, you know, those that keep coming out to my classes, thank you so very much. Everybody who comes to the couples classes. Last Sunday of the month on 44th and King Drive, that's on my website, 730 to 830, a wonderful partner class. And and lots of other fun stuff. So, yeah, you can find out more by following me online. And you know what? Being online is, that shit is another job. Like, I don't, now that I have like a job job, <laughs> I find it really hard to, like, be involved in so many social media relationships. Like, man, how am I going to find a boo if I'm always posting? I need to be posted up somewhere. <laughs> That's that's how I feel. It can be consuming at times, no? Like, maybe it's just me. I don't, I don't necessarily have the, the energy to share so much of my day anymore. Um, and it's not that I don't want to. I guess it's just, you know, my heart. I've always said I'm only going to share when it makes sense for me to share and it feels good to share and it comes from the heart. So, I think I've been true to that, and uh, that feels good, you know, 
I'm not constantly on there trying to produce and sell yoga and sell meditation. I like just being able to share this practice on my terms when it feels good and when I've identified a population or a need and like that shit is dope to me. I'm currently not with any studio. I have my own pop-up studio and that is a very freeing feeling to not be underneath someone's brand of yoga. Just be an instructor. I get to practice more and and teach from my heart and that means so much to me. So if you come out to my classes, yo, you are the real MVPs. So thank you. Other than that, you know, we're going to get into the segments. And if you're unfamiliar with confessions, we have our segment of love notes where I share a little bit of love and talk about love. Then there is my confessions. And uh, I get real and share with you what's on my mind. And then I leave you with a hip-hop quotable. It is what it is. It is basically lyrics from, uh, it might be a rap song. I get the hiccups when I am excited (laughs) because I haven't been here for a while. I told y'all I keep it real, right? And I'm not going to edit that shit out either. I I really do have the hiccups when I get excited. It is embarrassing, but, you know, kind of croaky. I like it. Other people seem to enjoy it, so, you know. But the hip-hop quotables function as an affirmation. Just, you know, some words to lift you up, make you consider some things, reflect on some um, some ideas about yourself or some beliefs that you might have. You know, just giving you a little something that you can feel, you know. So, that's that. And, uh... You know, if you're driving, you know, listen with your eyes wide open. If you're sitting still, be still and just enjoy. And who doesn't enjoy talking about love? Love notes. Love is the house of forgiveness and acceptance. It's the root of all remedies and a salve to the soul. But we can love ourselves in ways that hurt or cause suffering. The practice of self-love is gentle and nourishing, and it's a practice that doesn't require monthly payments to find your own loving peace. Self-care and self-love practices and opportunities and experiences have been popping up all around social media and collectives and collaboratives and I really think about why it is I got into being a yoga instructor and a meditation instructor and the first reason was because I needed something to help myself. I I knew that you know I have to go to someone to gain some insight or some understanding and knowledge in order for me to do that. So there was an investment that I made, my time, my money, you know, valuable resources. And when, when I thought about being an instructor, what I didn't want to do was to become someone that hustled hope or hustled a connection to your heart. And I know that sounds weird, but, you know, I, I didn't want to sell 
self-love. I didn't want to do that. And I find myself, you know, struggling back and forth with knowing that I need to honor my time, but being fair about it as well. And the more I think about who this practice is for, this practice of getting in touch with who you really are, knowing the difference between your thoughts and the new you, you know, your consciousness, it really is for everybody, not just people that can afford it. And there are tons of opportunities that are free, whether you are following someone on YouTube and going to virtual classes, or maybe you're going to community yoga and meditation and mindfulness and spiritual communities to feed yourself. But I've realized that a lot of these experiences cost a shit ton of money. And this is not knocking anybody that's hosting, you know, events around the world, traveling people to Jamaica you know, all-inclusive resorts, because I've actually been approached to do some of these getaway yoga retreats, and, you know, I I just haven't been sold on it, because I realize there's people right here that don't have those coins that need the same getaway, or maybe you have the money, but it really isn't the getting away that you need, right? Like we can get on a flight and go to, go to a beach and, you know, life can be grand and it can be relaxing and you can find your zen there. But if getting the coins <laughs> costs you, if you have to Uber, if you have to get a second job, if you have to relinquish moments with your family in order to get to that peace, right? You put peace on layaway, you put love on layaway. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't feel very good about that. I don't, I don't know. I find it difficult to be in this place as a space holder, creating opportunities and experiences for people to practice self-love and making it financially unattainable or creating another financial ask in order for someone to get to where they need to be inside that really doesn't cost you money but costs you attention, awareness, and intention. If you are finding it challenging to locate experiences and opportunities that feed your soul, be patient. They are coming and sometimes they are right there. I promise you, you don't have to drop $2,500. You don't have to buy special equipment. You don't need a trip around the world. You don't have to go without in order to find a place within. You can travel and escape your daily routines all you want and you will come back tanned and feeling good right back to the same track. 
same track. When we outsource our escape, when we finance our freedom, it can give us the perception that it's all the way over there, right? Like we we put love on layaway and we're like, okay, I did Apple vacation, yoga retreat, and in 2021, I'm going to find my peace, right? It's all the way over there. And we think about it, but we don't practice the self-love that is free to us every day. Forgiveness is free, friends. Self-love is free. There's no monetary value attached to it. There's no $500 workshop that it will pop and, and you are enlightened. A lot of this is doing the work inside of yourself every single day. And yeah, it's super easy to do it on a beach when it's really calm and everything is perfect. Self-love seems so real and constant when everything feels so good and there are no worries about what you're to eat or when you're going to eat. Like you literally have nothing to do but just be. That shit is easy. There's a story about spiritual men who left their village and went into the mountains. They left their families. They left their jobs. They left everything that they knew. And they sat in those caves in the mountains. And they meditated. And they found peace and they found love, the supreme feelings of love and humanity and consciousness. It was very easy for them to exist up there in the mountains, in that cave. And after decades of being there, they decided to travel out and return to where they came from. And as they entered back into this world, this reality, the the real, tangible, physical world of people, of mess, of drama, of trauma, of stress, of legacy issues, of hurt, of pain and sickness and (sighs) real shit. What did they have? They had nothing. Because their enlightenment, their peace, their forgiveness, their capacity for love was conditional. It was only up there, out there, over there, far away. Well, friends, You don't have to leave to love yourself. And you don't have to pay to love yourself. And before you invest another penny for a moment of peace or love, I invite you to look inside 
to take a moment to become aware of the love equity that you've built up inside of yourself and pay yourself attention before you pay for another class. Authenticity is practicing being who we are. We all have ways in which we hide behind dishonesty and excuse our fakeness. But the more we lie to other people, the more at risk we become for not being able to tell the difference between reality and fantasy. These are my confessions. So this is probably one of my favorite segments, but also one of my most frightening segments because I'm like, I for real have to practice telling the truth. And that's not easy. Like, I promise you it's not easy. And I'm always thinking like, well, what am I going to share? Like, and, and, and then really it's like, well, what do I need to share? Um, but yeah, I have some things that I'm just not ready to claim and admit. And that's fine. Um, y'all didn't ask me to share anything. So it's kind of whatever I want to, to say. Um, but, you know, like it is anxiety inducing to share honesty and be honest. So I typically write down some things that I, I feel are, are necessary for me to say. And I got to go back and, and look to see like what, what else have I shared um, when I confess. So, you know, I got a, I got a list here, y'all. I got a whole ass list. So let's see. Mm-mm-mm. The first thing I wrote down came about because, um, you know, people come and go in your life and I'm fine with that. But I'll be honest, y'all. I think friend ghosting is whack as fuck. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's horrible when you have people in your life that you, you were like mad cool with, like, you know, their parents or hang out with their kids or your kids. Uh, maybe you grew up together and then all of a sudden, um, you know, people stop talking to you, don't return phone calls, your kids asking like, oh, where's such and such? And where's, you know, you know, whoever. And then next thing you know, it's, it's just, it's gone. I think it is absolutely horrible and it fucking hurts. Um, I actually have someone and I'm not even going to call this person a friend anymore. Um, well, I guess I can't do that. You know, I got a, my heart pumps Kool-Aid. It's my friend. That's my girl. And we had known each other for years and she ghosted me a couple of times. Like when I got pregnant, she just disappeared and she kind of came back and then disappeared again and wouldn't return phone calls and, you know, um, just, just fell off the face of the earth. And, um, that's happened to me a lot. (laughs) People, people tend to, you know, move in and out, but in all honesty, the hurt feelings, um, I have learned to deal with because everybody isn't meant to stay in our lives forever. And people are allowed to, to exit stage left on their terms, uh, if they need and when they need. And what I've learned is I can actually, instead of living in my hurt feelings 
if I'm so curious or if I'm so concerned, I can reach out and I can speak up. Uh, but I always ask myself, like, why am I saying something? Like, I'm not about to say nothing sideways to nobody. I don't feel entitled to ask people questions. I don't like the question why. So I tend to kind of I, I let people fall off and I make the decision whether I want to maybe have that person in my life if they return and in what capacity. Right. So while I think friend ghosting is whack as fuck, you know, people, nobody owes us closeness. And I, you know, I have to confess it, it's it was hard for me every single time somebody that I thought had love for me. Um, and even they, they still do. They probably still do. But people go through shit. People grow. People are preoccupied. People have priorities. People get sick. People, you know, life changes. And I don't have to take everything so personally when people don't perform in the role that I'm so used to them performing. Sometimes we got to let our fucking friends go, right? Like, it doesn't mean like they go into the abyss and never exist again. You know, time is kind of relative. And sometimes people just need time away from our asses for whatever reason. Um, now, if we've wrong, you know, like, I never knew, like, man, damn, like, did I say something? Did I say something crazy? Did I offend you? Like, what? what's good? Um, but I decided to just let it go. And if if we ever run into each other, it'll be all love. And I don't have to live with, you know, live with feeling so horrible. So if you're like me, and you don't like ghosting at all, <laughs> trust me, I understand. But, you know, I invite you to consider people, people leave on their own terms. And uh, we can talk about what it means to, to, you know, have closure and all of that. And really, you know, none of that is necessary. It would be nice, but it's not necessary for us to move on to understand why somebody doesn't talk to us anymore. They don't. And uh, there are some ways to deal with that. And that's kind of how I use my practice is when I get in those moods of this bitch really, really just totally kicked me to the curb. I don't know if she kicked me to the curb. She might be going through something. And when we love our friends and we don't know what's going on, the best thing we can do is think about them in a positive way, send them love, and move the fuck on. And that's what I, that's what I did. I mean, that shit took me some years to move on. Like, it wasn't like <laughs> I just moved on as soon as it happened. Like, this shit is work. But it didn't, it didn't hurt so bad that I was suffering through it. So, there's that. Um, on a lighter note, I confess, I absolutely hate mild sauce. I promise you, if you put it on my chicken, I'm gonna fight you. I don't like mild sauce. I do not like pickles. Well, yeah, I don't like pickles on my sandwiches. Oh, it's, it, it's the worst thing ever. So I am a bit persnickety and I don't know why I wanted to share that. Maybe just because sometimes people are like, you ain't from Chicago. You don't like mild sauce. Shut up. Like just... Just because I'm from Chicago don't mean I like everything like everybody else. What the fuck is that? Like, people always try and claim uh, togetherness and solidarity on some bullshit. Like, people from Chicago eat mouse sauce. No, people who like mouse sauce eat mouse sauce. And I ain't one of them. All right. What else? Like, oh, my God. So, my shorty, my son finally got his his father to pay for AAU. Mm-mm. 
<laughs> you know, I, uh, I don't know what to, to all my AAU parents out there, you know, is it me or does, you know, does AAU have everybody screaming, reclaiming my time? This is the most stressful shit ever. I'm not even fronting. Um, no, you know, no shade to the many coaches and the refs and the, and the gyms that work with AAU. I think it's a fantabulous, um, activity for, for families to do together, but damn, (sighs) yo, the whole weekend gone, just gone. Goodbye. I was sitting in Fisher, Indiana, like reclaiming my time reclaiming my time I just wanted to get some work done and I ended up working on my dissertation at the gym it was a good time but you know traveling and practice and you know having three kids and one in basketball and one in track and I got a job like it's you know sometimes I just wonder like like what did I sign myself up for having three shorties um at some point, I will have more time because they will be out the crib. But AAU definitely had me going through my agenda because I used to teach this workshop called um, "It Was Reclaiming My Time: Mind, Mind, Mindful Monthly Planning," and I sat down for the whole season and looked at what it, you know, what they were asking for for um, the weekends and and making sure that I was available and didn't create conflicts. So on one hand, um, you know, it is, it, it is so much to, to have to do a job and then be gone from the crib all weekend for basketball tournaments. And then on the other hand, I will say that this has really helped me lit. Like I have no choice, but to look at my schedule because my son can't get to Romeoville without me. Right. And, um, I, I can't, you know, I'm honoring the other parents financial investment by making sure that you know, I get him to where it is that he's supposed to be. So everybody is working together on that. But, you know, it, it is a lot. I'll, I'll be honest about that. Um, oh, my God. I so hate domestic life. That was the next one. I am. I mean, I can clean. I got hands. I can keep my crib clean. But, yo, I hate this shit. Like, this, if anybody were to ask me, like, you know, if I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, I'd be like, hell no, I am not interested for everybody who feels wonderful about being a homemaker and staying at home and, and domestic life. I completely feel you like that is so not me. I am the woman who's like, how much money do we make? And how many times can we have a maid or a cleaning service come in the crib? Um, I'd rather spend my time out with my family doing other things that I love. And I really like to employ people. So I think we make money to make our lives easy, and I love giving back to the local economy, so I've decided I would like to make more money to employ more people, so that's how I think of it, but yeah, I hate that shit. Last but not least, I've been struggling with my kids, right? I have three. They are 14, 13, and 11, and y'all, this little 11-year-old, gee. Gee whiz, gee willikers, this chick. So, I gotta confess, if I had a time machine, I would go back in time, turn myself 11 years old, and fight this little girl head up. 
Y'all just don't know what I am going through over here with this third child. She is off the chain. Um, being a single mom, you know, and I know I've said it before, like, it's not easy. It's not impossible. It's stressful. It's lonely. And it's not, I mean, when shit is bad and the kids are off the chain and, you know, I'm tired and I got to go up to the school or I got to pay a fine because they lose stuff or things are broken because they've damaged it. You know, it can, it can feel like the world is against, against me. And the truth of the matter is, is if I'm honest, I am very blessed to have three healthy, you know, functionally dysfunctional children (laughs) that are age appropriately dysfunctional and, you know, right where they're supposed to be for their maturation. Um, So I know that, but at the end of the day, this little girl be wilding out, y'all be wilding out. That is absolutely my wish. I think about it often too. I'm like, yo, I would, I was so, and and I'm like, I would just walk up on her and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you ditching school and shit, huh? You think you bad? Pop right in the middle of the fucking forehead. And then, like, run back to my time machine and then come back. And she'd be like, Mommy, somebody hit me in my forehead. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> I think about that. Like, man, I just be wanting to pop her one good time for the bullshit that she be doing. And then nobody wants to think about their kid in negative ways. But when your kid be doing some fuck shit, like, there's no, there's no getting around it. And some people ask me, like, oh, you talk about your kids like that? Like, come live in my home. So you can experience what being their mom is like. When you got the school calling you, yo, y'all, I had the school, well, not the school, um, it was a Friday, and I had already gotten two phone calls on like Tuesday and Wednesday. I look at my fucking phone, I had three text messages from a sixth grade teacher. I had a voicemail from her homeroom teacher. I had two emails, one from the vice principal and then one from the fucking lunch lady. How did lunch lady get my goddamn email? Like, what is going on? Apparently, my daughter had just been on a rampage ruining everybody's day. And um, that was that was the, the Friday that I vowed, like, oh, man, if I ever got a time machine. Yeah, that's exactly what I use it for. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, I feel really good about being able just to, you know, be real about things that are on my mind. And sometimes the shit is light and sometimes not so light. I encourage each of you to think about sharing, you know, what's in your heart and and consider why you're sharing. Tonight, I was just riffing off of (sighs) what's on my mind and what, what, what feels right to share. And sometimes it can feel like out of place. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like, oh, yeah, I really want to say something, but it doesn't feel like the right time. Um, It's work to get to that point to know, like, yeah, this is the right time for me to share. And that's fine. So as you, you know, consider being honest, um, consider also listening to other people's truthfulness and Instead of looking for the lies, 
just hear what is being said. You know, when we look for dishonesty, we can find it. And sometimes people are afraid to share what's real because of our response. And not just our response, but our inability to accept the truth and or listen without placing more meaning or reinterpreting some shit to benefit your narrative or your preferences and understanding. A lot of people just rather lie because you be doing too fucking much. You be listening to the truth and then you turn the truth into the lie because you be like, so what you mean? No, that's what the fuck you mean. You don't care what I mean. You don't care about my truth. So you're not trying to hear. You just picking, you just cherry picking words, just trying to make some bullshit up because you believe that everybody is a liar and you are the only person who doesn't lie. Or you try and say, well, nine times out of ten, I you know, like I I I practice communicating honesty like this. So to me it means no, nah, you need to get up off your high horse and stop trying to, you know, play where's Waldo with what's real um, and use some discernment and practice listening to people and practice seeing them for who they are. Um, If you have somebody in your life who you see as dishonest, they can't do shit about it. I don't give a damn if they, you know, say it at the right time of the day with the right tone of voice and you are in the best of moods. You still will not accept it on some level because that's not what you want. Um, It's an unfortunate reality, you know, that our, that the truth that we want is so, you know, it's, it's, it's so invisible to us because on some level we don't believe we deserve the truth. I promise you, you deserve to hear it and you deserve to live it and be it. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so very much for being here for Confessions of a Trap Yogi. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope this podcast helps you in some way. I have no clue how it could help you, would help you, should help you. I'm just hella happy that you, again, pressed play. So this is our final segment before we say goodbye, goodbye. And, um, you know, I'll leave you with a a hip-hop affirmation and I like to use these because you know I I love music and I love to freestyle and I love the lyricism of rap and hip-hop and I really don't care if it's mumble or trap or gangster or whatever I just love how people put thoughts and their heart into words so you know when I was thinking about now, how do I end this show? Like, what what is it that people can take with them and uh, and and use in some way? And then I thought about it. Like, oh, I have the perfect, the perfect affirmation for you all this week. Like, perfect. Because my friend said at at work says perf, <laughs> and he always like sends like memes of cats that says perf. But anyway. So this is for everybody who is on this pathway of 
you know, I'll say knowledge of self, right? Which sounds kind of cheesy, but I don't know any other way to say it. For those of you who are literally feeling the this 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 energy of shit, it's gotta be more, right? It's gotta be more to life. It's gotta be more to relationships. It's gotta be more to you know my purpose and existence. And you could be any age. You could be of any marital status or of any ethnicity this is just for people period if you have begun a practice of being mindful if you've begun a practice of meditation um, or or being mo- more intentional forgiving more letting go more um, there you know there can be some struggles and you can feel like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Why am I why am I being this kind of person when nobody else is being this kind of person? Well, because being the kind of person you are serves you, right? Like, you cannot expect other people to be like you, behave like you, or, you know, like we think, like we, we're the flame and they're the moths to the flame and they come to us when we reach our points of self-awareness or enlightenment or consciousness, whatever you call it, that all of a sudden people then begin to change and treat us how we treat them. Now, hell no, I promise you that shit is the exact opposite. <laughs> people do not emulate you. You simply live from your truth be the kind of person you want and or wish to be and everybody else will fall in line with respect to their own karma so if you're feeling like so so what's like so what do i do like you listen to uncle luke and two life crew you don't stop and you motherfucking get it, get it. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Confessions of a Trap Yogi. Remember, you can find me on social media. And I look forward to engaging with you all. And I'll check y'all later. Peace.